we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for January 7th, 2019. And this is called, this part is entitled Supercharged Do-It-Yourself Anointing Oil, First the Blood, Then the Oil. The picture above is of my anointing oil. I have it sitting on my audio player that plays the KJV Bible throughout all, through, through it all night on most nights, except when I forget to turn it on. Okay, so now this is what I've been telling people to do for years, to have somewhere in your house or your dwelling, some place where the KJV Bible is going 24-7. This is one of the most easy things you can do from a practical standpoint that devils hate. I happen to have it on the book of Revelation because I, I believe from what I've seen from testimonials and a, lot, a number of different things that, that the devil and his demons hate the book of Revelation the most because it reminds them of where they're going and how they're going to be defeated. So I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying from a spiritual warfare angle, um, it's something to think about. That's what I've been doing for years. Now, Pete has just, I think, all all the books of the Bible playing that go through the oil. Okay, that's that the oil is actually you know, in the presence of, as the, these words are coming out. Now, you know, the Bible talks about the word of God not returning void. And the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. And then the Bible talks about taking up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay? Words are powerful. We just learned about that in the, at the end of part one. And that's what inspired me to get into this. Because... Well, I think you'll see why. By having this anointing oil where um, you're playing the word of God in your house, that oil is absorbing that energy. Okay? Remember, these words are powerful. Remember the, the, the experiments that I talked about where you just speak to a plant and you, and you say hate, 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 and then you speak to another plant and you say love, 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 and you do it every day and then the one plant dies and the other and then it can apply to all this other stuff too. It's reproducible. Unsaved people can reproduce this. Okay? So, how much more so the word of God if it's going through and permeating your house, the people inside it, and in this case, anointing oil that you can use, you know, in a lot of different applications that we're going to be looking at here. So he says, I have it sitting on my audio player that plays the KJV Bible throughout the night on most nights, except when I forget to turn it on. Now, he's got a picture of just a plain bottle of, an, of olive oil anointing oil. And then he's got a picture of what happened to his anointing oil after it had been sitting on his CD player for a number of years and then one day it turned where it, now it has this like crimson this crimson um, hue to it now looks totally different and it literally changed all in one day and um, I'll kind of just read the rest so you can get the full context when I was first saved, I was starving for the word. I could read for hours the Bible, and that still was, wasn't enough. I would play the New Testament Bible CDs at night on repeat next to my bed, and I would wake up singing to God and feeling joy and peace. I felt, if I felt sickness or cold or flu at night, I would put the Bible on, and in the morning, I would feel fine. I had told myself and believed that God doesn't want me 
sick. So my shield of faith was active all the time. Hey, that's a great thing to do for your immune system. You know, I don't even think I've ever even mentioned that or emphasized that, and I really should have, but that's so that's a whole other thing there. Um, and rarely did I get sick. There was a period of several years where I never got sick once. I trusted my God for protection, and I do not know, and I do know that he did that for me and still is. I also believe that in the spoken word going throughout all our house via the audio players, was also putting up some sort of invisible shield that the demons hated and could not stand in it for too long and would flee. I have watched for evidence of the of this assumption as I have told others to do so also. I guess other the others that have implemented this. First, when I was playing the Bible audio, there comes an inner resistance to the word. First, when playing the Bible audio, there, there will typically come an inner resistance to the word, and then usually after a couple of weeks on average, things settle down and the resistance slows up. There is no doubt in my mind that demonic entities within the person who embarks on this adventure of faith are tormented because most of us are carrying around demonic baggage, whether you want to believe that or not, okay? I know I was. I know I'm not saying there's still not stuff I have to address or deal with, okay? But um, I do feel a lot different um, than like about, I don't know, it was about, I think I started last March, I feel a lot different in a much better way in that regard. Um, anyway, going further, there is no doubt in my mind that the demonic entities within a person who embarks on this venture of faith are tormented and those without legal rights will flee. So an invisible wall is placed around that home and the occupants and the whole house is soaked with the word of God. Okay, so then we have Hebrews and he's posting these Bible verses while he's writing this report. Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the, to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I believe this as a, as a young believer, and 20 years later I still believe it. So my oil had set on the player for years, soaking up the vibrations from the KJV Bible playing all night, and I do believe that this imparted more fire into it. And you're saying, fire? Well, yeah, let me give you some Bible verses. And we were using it for healing according to the word. Matthew 3.11. And I just read this the other day, and it reminded me of this when I read that. I, I added this verse in. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. And this is John the Baptist speaking. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Okay, so that's what the Bible says. The Holy Ghost in fire. Jesus Christ, that's his baptism, it says. John the Baptist said that. James 5.14, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Anointing him with oil. How often do you ever hear that talked about in any kind of church teaching? Hardly ever, I would imagine. James 5.15, in the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he, if he hath committed sins, they shall be given him, forgiven him. Okay, so this is, you know, one way that you use anointing oil. Uh, and it's biblical, it's scriptural. As sickness can be caused by demonic spirits, then the two can fit easily together. So here's the next scripture of what I'm talking about here. And he entitled this, first the blood, then the oil. First repentance, and then the Holy Spirit 
by the spoken word and by the oil can be applied. Uh, Matthew 6, 12. And they, they went out and preached that men should repent. And then, and then the next verse, so after that, and they cast out many devils and anointed with, with oil many that were sick and healed them. So this is like a progression. They preached that men should repent. Then that, that allowed them, those that were willing to repent, and repented they cast out many devils and anointed with oil that were sick and healed them okay so there's a huge application here that we don't hear a lot about in most christian churches i had read a book by bill schneblin called blood on the doorpost now this is when before he got in all the hebrew messianic you know roots garbage that he's into now well i mean now he just looks like a total you know like he's some kind of jewish rabbi when i was uh but i read this book and i had that book too myself personally uh, I don't know what happened to it, but when I was very young Christian that explained the use of anointing oil in the home and on the doors and the windows and things, he said it appeared in the spirit realm as fire and the demons hated it. So one of the things that we can do before I go much further is once you've made this oil, and I'm not saying you have to make it the way, like it has to be in front of a KJV. You can pray over the oil and things of this nature, but I think it's just going to be more effective if it's been sitting in front of a KJV Bible player for some kind of length of time. I don't see how it could be less effective, put it that way. And when you see the results they're getting, it's pretty hard to argue with. And again, this isn't something somebody trying to sell oil. I'm not trying to sell you oil. I'm not trying to whatever, get rich on this or, or con you into thinking something. I have no hidden agenda in that regard. You know, it'd be one thing if I said, well, I've gotten the new Scott Johnson Super Duty heavy-duty, holy anointing oil that I'm trying to sell you. No, that's not the case at all. No, no. So um, that's not the case here with, with Pete whatsoever. But one of the things that we can do, all of us can do, is that once we make this oil, and I'm saying this before I forget to say it, maybe it's not the right progression, but um, I, had, I had a listener do this not too long ago, and it made a gigantic difference. It made a gigantic difference in my house when I did this. You go up to the attic start in the attic and if at all possible leave the front door open okay now i understand if you're in an apartment it doesn't really work that way but you can still do this in an apartment you can still do this like wherever you're at to a certain extent you go up to the attic and you basically you know take this anointing oil and if you're if you're in a house or whatever and then you you anoint as much as you can of the attic and i don't mean you have to put like a gallon oil up there but i mean uh, some some of the anointing oil one of the ways that you can do this, and I know this is going to sound wacky, but you can put it in a squirt gun or some type of thing where you can squirt it, okay? Um, the reason is, is because you can get the oil a lot further away from you and attics can be extremely cramped, okay? And um, that's something that you can do. He's going to talk about that. He uses them and um, you can anoint the attic command any and all curses in the name of jesus christ to be broken remit the sins over that land over that house in the name of jesus christ and again i'm going to give you a document at the end that'll kind of give you some more guidelines i'm just giving you rough guidelines here what i'm saying to you right now again um reference the document at the end of this pdf before you if you want to email me reference the document because i can only answer so many questions and i'm already totally overwhelmed but in a nutshell, you can do that, and then you go from 
you go to the next floor. Let's say your house has three floors. Let's say it has an attic, a second floor, and a basement. Okay? And you go to the second floor, you anoint the windows with the oil, you're praying, you're pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over the house, you're breaking any and all curses over that house, over that land, um, you're claiming redemption over the land. We have that right as Christians to claim that. And um, any spirits that you are convicted about that may be dwelling in that house, you can address them um, directly, bind them up, rebuke them, cast them out. As you're anointing, as you're praying, as you're pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over the house, as you're, you know, these things that you can be doing, you're anointing these windows, you're anointing the doors, um, you can um, anoint your family, um, even your pets. You know, all the doorway openings and then you, while you're doing this and then you get down to the basement, you do the basement and then you've left the front door open. And I understand you not necessarily, you have to leave the front door open, but I have seen in a lot of different scenarios where if you do that, just one more thing you can do to kind of basically direct the devils out of your house. Okay. Um, I don't think it hurts is what I'm saying. And then you go outside. I think this is me speaking, but then you anoint your house and um the outside of it and i'm not saying you have to go up on the roof and all that other stuff unless you have access and you feel convicted but i'm just saying that whatever you feel convicted about doing do the perimeter of your house and then you know your garage or whatever do all these things your cars okay and then um i would walk the edge of your property and anoint it with what remember they said that in the in the spiritual that when well we're going to get into that right now but in the spiritual realm the witches and the warlocks when they see this um anointing oil but particularly the kind i'm talking about that's how the word of god infused into it it's like fire and they don't want to cross that line so you can do the whole perimeter of your house and then if you feel so led if you feel like you're in battle mode you've done your own i would do this over your own house over your own family, over your own possessions, before I would tell you to go out and start doing it because you don't want to get attacked. If you're prayed up, fasted, um, if you so are led, then you can go out and start doing these other things like maybe going to the water towers and to communication towers. And or and you want to be discreet when you do this. You, want to, you don't want to like draw attention to yourself. You want to ask for God to protect you and make you invisible if that's necessary. Maybe you want to... Uh, I would I would really pray and fast if you're thinking about going tackling a high place where you know there's a cold activity because that can get very, very dangerous and you probably want to take at least a prayer partner and I would be very, um, also if you're a woman, I would be, I would just want to really, really, really make sure that you're being led of God to go do that because I think a lot of these things, and you could call me a chauvinist, I think a lot of these things are for uh, Christian men to go do, which is what, my listener and I went and did the other day. Um, I'm not saying women can't do it. I'm not saying that if you're called of God, I just, you know, most of the time, this is very dangerous, what I'm talking about. When you get into this realm, you're going head to head with Luciferians. You're going head to head with people that this is their whole focus in life. You know, I mean, they're, they're worried about getting bamboo um, or wooden stakes driven through their nails if they fail an assignment. We're not worrying about that kind of stuff. They're more highly motivated than us most of the time. And they're full, they're full of devils and demons anyway, so they have a lot more evil and dwelling, and there's nothing I really wouldn't put past them. 
you have to have a lot of favor and be called of God to go out and start to really go over the high places. Now, again, you know, and again, I'm not discouraging women, but I'm, I would say if you have like a husband, it might be a husband and wife team thing, start slow, only go where you're led to go. It's very good to pray and fast. I mean, you know, you can anoint like just wherever there's overtly occult places or wherever the witches are going like that I told you. Like the daycares and the schools and or playground and or if there's like a Freemasonic place in your town and or water towers, uh, communication towers, wherever there's a lot of activity um, in your town where there's a lot of people that go. Um, you know, uh, again, you can look at what I, what was said there, the, the, um, the text for everything that I read is on this PDF and wherever the witches are going, you go there. But again, be led of the Lord. Don't go off half cocked. I would start slow. I would make sure your own house is taken care of first. I would, I'd be making sure that you go at least in pairs. And, um, these are just some general guidelines I would advise. And again, I'm not the be-all, end-all expert on this subject. Uh, but I do think that we need, as Christians need to get more in this mindset and get more militant because the occultists sure are. And they're winning this battle because there's very, very few Christians that will go out and do this kind of stuff or have any kind of conviction to do it. And you have to have the faith to believe that what you're doing is actually making a difference. Like when I went out the other day with Greg, man, I thought, honestly, in my own heart, I'm like, we are going, we are going to totally take down this high place. It is a done deal. We're going to have favor from God. We're, we're going to go do this. We had both fasted before we went. We, we were fired up. We love it. We love doing this stuff. I mean, I'll, and we were praying. We're like, God, if, if, if you want us to go, if you want to lift the veil and show us what we're actually dealing with, we we're good with that. We maybe we're maybe we're not. Maybe we're too. Maybe we're we're more cocky than than we think. You know than than. Um, and in other words, maybe we think we can handle it, but God knows we can't. But we we were praying that. You know because all I'm telling you is that is all the times that I've had supernatural stuff happen in my life, all it's ever really done is strengthen my faith. And made me want to do this more and made me realize how really super important this kind of stuff is. And so very few Christians are actually doing this. And so very few Christians even want to do it. Now, maybe you're not called to do any of this. Maybe, um, but maybe you're just called to do it around your home. And maybe you're called to pray over your city. But you're not called to maybe into that. Well, then go with whatever calling God has you in. I'm not telling you to do something that you're not called to do but i think we're all called to pray over our town or city or county or state these type over you know america and these types of things um anyway let's get back to this report here so um all right so it the, the anointing oil he said it appeared in the spirit realm as fire and the demons hated it whenever you put the anointing oil out so I tested that out and coming back out of my background of witchcraft, although as not as severe, severe of a background as Bill's was, Bill Schneblin, there were a few entities coming and going that I could test this theory out on. And if it was something that the wicked entities hated, it was, then I was interested. See, that's my exact view too. If the devil hates it, then most likely that's something I need to look at and I need to be doing. Okay, 
What were the churches they were focusing on? The ones that were doing deliverance, the ones that were probably doing spiritual warfare, the ones that were leading people to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've heard that time and time again. Those are the only churches that the occultists really want to focus in on to a certain extent. Because that's the only place where there's any kind of real spiritual warfare going on. Um, and, and I definitely did feel a difference after anointing our house with the oil that I prayed and blessed myself with. I did, I didn't have to buy the most holy, pure oil that was squeezed from the most holy, righteous trees on the hills of the Mount, Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. And that was blessed by the most reverend of the church of all saints in Jerusalem or whatever they're selling on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Again, I would reiterate that 100%. You don't have to do that. Um, I basically went up to, um, I don't know, Big Lots where I'm at, which is a, like a discount store. And I just got, I think I went to a grocery store not too long ago and got some. I just got basically like the most economical olive oil. This is not something where you've got to get like organic olive oil that is whatever, you know. And I understand there's a lot of theories on olive oil that a lot of them are not real or, or whatever. Well you know do as the lord leads you is all i can say so far what i've i've done has worked and i haven't had to break the bank in order to do it so anyway um and i'll tell you what i'm personally doing right now more near the end because I'm, I'm trying to take it to a whole other level with this anointing oil okay so and i definitely did feel a difference after anointing our house with the oil and um and although I looked into this, I am glad that I couldn't afford this at the time, meaning buying like the most, you know, whatever, uh, amazing oil from Jerusalem. And I had to rely on my own faith and my own God to answer my own prayers for my own oil and everything else also. So I did, so I did, and that was a big step ahead of in faith for me instead of handing it to someone else who I thought more qualified. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And again, that's why I said, like, if you go out and do this, you got to make sure you're called, you're right with God, and that you have the faith to believe what you're doing is actually really making a difference in the spiritual world. Okay? Because if you're, you could go out there and do everything I've said, and you have no faith behind what you're doing, you're, you're probably doing nothing. Because it's kind of a, it's kind of a, uh, you know, a... Um, a package deal you have to have the faith behind what you're doing in order to have that effect so going forward here um so i was using it now and again and a bit of a bit of smear here and a bit there the, the oil and a few drops around the house for protection it seemed to last a few months and then i would redo the places again also, we used it in other people's places and they could feel results too. Although almost impossible to measure, we had to receive all of this by faith. And I did have faith to believe that my God could do this. Matthew 9.29, then touched he their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. This is what Jesus did. According to your faith, be it done unto you. Because the Bible says, to each man hath he appointed a measure of faith. So we all have a different measure of faith that God has appointed to us, but we can also ask for more faith. We can go approach God in that regard too, if you lack faith. So going further, and as for, and then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So 
And as for, which I think also is very, very um, confirmatory on the whole thing about playing in your house some type of CD or MP3. I like the CDs because they can play in a continuous loop and I don't ever have to worry about them hitting the on button again. Now, um, the one thing about that is, is you can only buy a CD that will play that one particular CD over and over. There's no CD that you're going to be able to play that plays the whole Bible over and over and over because they don't make CDs that big. Okay. So that's the drawback. Um, I have mine running 24 seven, basically in our basement area all the time for years. Now, granted, sometimes we have a power outage or whatever, then, you know, it goes off and I'll discover that or whatever when I go down there. But, um, for the most part, it's, it's always, it's always going. So, um, let's go further. As for praying for people, I usually used it in the at the end of the prayer as a weapon against sickness and disease but back then it didn't matter if the oil was forgotten and left at home i hadn't the revelation of its importance in the battle but that was coming i know when i first saw it i used it at the start of deliverance it would make the devils manifest so much quicker than usual and that excited me uh so he had a lot to compare to because he was doing deliverance on other people and when he used this anointing oil that had the word of god flowing through it he noticed that the devils would manifest a lot quicker and they would be trying to wipe it off and cursing it and the work and cursing it and the workers in God. So I started using it in deliverance and it definitely would bring torment to the tormentors quickly. Sometimes you would apply the oil and the demons would die for cover and other times their cursing was music to our ears because of the reactions of the spirits. It was no secret they were in agony. And this was no clearer than when we were involved with this woman who was the high priestess of a large satanic coven here in Tasmania. Now, now that's D. That's the one lady that we just did the whole um, write-up on, the, the whole Q&A session that I just read. Now, this coven was trying to take over the state, and they would have a satanic festival every year on the winter solstice. The shortest day of the year, we just passed that. And usually, it's December 21st or 22nd. It's Yule, Okay which is connected with, with Xmas, which is all part of the same Saturnalia week-long debauchery festival. And um, this, this festival in Tasmania was called Dark Mofo. And to show you an example of how much influence they have, now I've, I've read about this before. I've, I've, give, I've given testimonies from Pete before, so this is like a big addendum to a lot of other stuff I've already covered from Pete. And to show you an example of how much influence they have, here's a picture of one of the three 20-meter high inverted crosses they set up in the capital of the state of Tasmania with little local council or political backlash at all. It's a big, gigantic, red inverted cross set up in the capital of the state with hardly any local council or political backlash at all it's not that bad here yet i mean it's pretty bad here in america but i think this would have a lot more backlash here in america who knows i mean i could be wrong but yeah he's dealing with a whole other level of demons down there and evidently there was three of them 20 meters high that's really big that's over 60 feet yeah 
So um, they were actually paying for some of this. I don't know if that means the, the council or the political people were paying for some of this. And some Christian identi identities in the city said it didn't matter and it didn't mean a thing. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Just some big satanic thing, edifice right in the middle of the city. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So these people weren't little teeny boppers lighting candles and reading tarot cards. Some of the people involved were associated with the highest witchcraft powers in the United States. For example, Marina Abramovich, who was doing witchcraft rituals, designed as art, who was exposed in WikiLeaks for the spirit cooking and the connections to the Podesta brothers and the Clintons. And the Podestas were Hillary Clinton's right-hand man. So it's no small fish here. That's who were involved in this mofo, dark mofo festival. Um... And so, oh, I'm trying to see. Oh, so during the deliverance of the now ex-high priestess, which was like an exorcist movie, this was D, with demons coming up that had mentioned in the Holy Bible as well uh, as demonic scratches and bite marks and blowflies coming out of the blue. I mean, they had everything manifesting there. Blowflies <laughs> coming out of the blue. It was like Nebuchadnezzar's furnace for a few months. We would use the oil as soon as we started to pray and there was no waiting. It was it was on within seconds. Meaning as soon as they started anointing her with this oil in these deliverance sessions, these demons started manifesting right away. They didn't have to wait. We prayed that oil would not only represent the blood of Jesus and the fire of the Holy Ghost, but that the devils would actually feel it as if they were feeling fire and the blood and the blood of Jesus Christ like acid. Now, these are things you could do if you were doing deliverance on somebody regarding this oil. We also added a lot of prayer into it. And the all-consuming fire of God and the fire of Elijah that burned up the 50s, up the 50s and their captains. And the fire of Jotham, which was the division and civil war that was sent between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. Which turned themselves, which turned against themselves, and also the resurrection and abundant life, peace, joy, hope, love, uh, love of God, and other things that would destroy yokes of bondage and slavery, break chains and heal and restore the broken and the wounded. So, like a, a double-edged sword cutting both ways. Now, before I get too much further, because I'm afraid I'll forget to mention this, um, if you make your oil, what you can do. Now, remember in the in the first part of the study we talked about the power of words okay that little teaching we heard and they were literally just putting like sometimes they were just putting the word of like hate on the outside of whatever they were and like the rice would get moldy or the um, strawberry would get moldy or plant would die or whatever okay and then the one that had love on it or whatever, that would thrive. Now, you can do the same thing, I believe, with the oil. You can put these biblical things that Pete just mentioned here, these words, you can literally put them like, I don't know, you can like save them uh, like on a Word doc. You can type these up. You can literally copy and paste this. Probably have to edit it a little bit. You can copy and paste this paragraph. And however the Lord leads you, and then print it out. And then literally put those words on the outside of the anointing oil that is getting soaked in the word of God. You can do that. I don't see any, I don't see any problem with doing that. I don't see how that could hurt anything. And if you want, use a, uh, a tape gun, like the kind you use for packing tape, and tape it over 
the thing so that if you get like if you handle the oil one of the things about the oil is you get it all over your hands you get it all over everything but if you tape it over a paper label you're going to protect the paper label so that if you get oil on the outside of the bible not the bible the anointing oil bottle you're not going to have to worry about the ink running it'll be preserved in other words because it has plastic tape over it you can seal it onto the side of the bottle with all these words just one little thing i'm saying that you could do it's what i'm doing right now um all right so let's go further here so um and again, you have to have faith to believe in all these. Some people be listening to this, like some Christian will be like, Dude, this guy's crazy. He's nuts. He's out of his mind. Okay, well, believe that if you want to believe that. But the results we're talking about here today are real. Okay, and we are in a spiritual battle. And you can think I'm nuts all day long. But when you stand before God, we'll see who's nuts. We'll see who's nuts. I have faith to believe all of this stuff can you know have a gigantic impact and nothing that i'm telling you is unbiblical you know it's just a weapon of our warfare i don't believe we've really been exploiting we've really been using for the most part i haven't been not like i should have so the results in this deliverance were astounding so this is rubber meets the road this is not a guy trying to sell you a book this is not a guy trying to sell you some program or get you to buy his you know amazing pete anointing oil no not doing that at all he's no hidden agenda the results in this deliverance were astounding we prayed for her numerous times and she said the oil burnt like acid which was obvious to us as the demons scream um screams were letting us know that and when we put it on her feet once and after the spirit left she said that it felt like nails going through her feet and nailing them to the floor which was very handy because a lot of the time the spirits had her up and trying to grab anything to use as weapons or to scratching and kicking and biting and spitting and whatever else they could do, try to do to wound and destroy us. I saw the footage. I can attest to that. I saw the footage of this exact former witch they were delivering. She was trying to do all that. But things were moving out quick and the scene would change lots. Also... As an added bonus, we would put the oil on the hands, I guess on our hands, and when the demons try to grab us, their hands would slip off easily and would probably burn them. Now, it wasn't just the oil, obviously. The name of Jesus is the name above all names, and it was by that name that the devils were ordered to go out. The oil was an advantage, we found, that got them moving quicker. We used it as an accessory, not as the be-all, end-all. So please understand that. Don't email me, so you're trying to like put all this focus on this oil. No, this is not the be-all, end-all. This is not above the name of Jesus, but this is another tool we can use as our warfare and weapons of war that we haven't been using that can make a gigantic impact. But it's almost like a carrier for the word of God. When you've got, when you've got it going through there 24-7, in this oil it's absorbing that the word of god shall not return void it's it's absorbing those vibrations like pete had said and it's holy and you can go out and put that out and who knows what kind of impact it's having on a spiritual realm well we sure know the occultists are doing this and they know it's having an impact all the way they're putting curses on us all the time to keep us blinded and dumbed down they know it has an effect. Well, we likewise need to understand and know that what we're doing 
can have even a greater impact. It's just that I don't think hardly anybody's doing this. We haven't been taught to. I wasn't taught to do this in the churches. So again, I'm not coming down into my listeners. We haven't been taught to do any of this. But after this date, I mean, you're going to be accountable regarding what knowledge you have regarding this. You know, however God might lead you. Maybe it's just to put this information in the hands of others. Maybe it's to go out and do it yourself. I think to a certain extent, all of us should be doing this to a certain extent. So when she was going okay, when all the spirits had surfaced in the deliverance had been dealt with and we could return the three and a half hour drive back to our home, I gave her, man, they were going three and a half hours to do deliverance on her. That's going above and beyond. I gave her some oil to anoint some of her unsaved husband's stuff when she could and put around the house. And a Satanist knocked on the door and she looked through the peephole and knew the power in the oil. So she grabbed it. She grabbed the oil who that he had left with her. Okay. This is after Pete was gone. And um, they knew the power of the oil. So she grabbed it and threw some on him. About a dessert spoonful of oil okay i'm not 100 sure what that is but let's okay let's say let's say an ounce i don't know she said he reacted like a bucket of scorpions was thrown on him and straight away he ran away screaming now how could you say that there's no nothing to any of this holy anointing oil that you've literally made through the word of god okay and prayed over if there was nothing to this, why is this guy saying that it was like a bucket of scorpions was thrown on him? Or, or the, this first-hand account. And he ran away screaming. Hmm. Wow. Which greatly encouraged us to ramp up the oil defenses around her house and our own because these people didn't have to visit in the flesh to be about. So as the battle continued over some months and the witches that were trying to kill her um curse her kidnap her and destroy her family continued so did our prayers and deliverance and experimentation with the oil they were constantly putting things in her letterbox and she was constantly going out and opening them and getting hit by them whether wicked curses or cursed items of gold and expensive jewelry so we anointed the letterbox and the surrounding area and they slowed down so again they try every little nasty trick in the book to get it to get at you Especially if you you were one of them and you came out of and you were a high level COVID. Pre the only thing they would want to do to get her back is to sacrifice her. If you ask me, I mean that's the only reason they'd want her back to shut her down, stop what she's doing, so they could sacrifice her to Satan. So she really is in a life life or death battle here. This isn't something that's just oh well they're just wanting to play patty cake. Um, so they were constantly trying to get things into her house, her letterbox, and when she would open them she'd get hit by the curses they put on whether wicked curses or cursed items of gold and expensive jewelry be very very careful i've said this for years of people that are sending you things and you don't know them and or trust them or whatever and it doesn't matter how nice it is it doesn't matter what you have to be very very careful what you take into your house okay so we anointed the letterbox in the surrounding area and then things slowed down we put the anointing oil on her front porch and we found that during bouts of deliverance when the demons 
were near the surface she could she couldn't even put one toe on the oil because she said it felt like red hot nails going in and even when she wanted to have a cigarette she couldn't even sit near where the oil was spread around and had to go out back where it wasn't at because she still was being delivered from a lot of demons okay wasn't like she was saved but she was still getting delivered from a lot of demons and those demons were manifesting and so and also when she was in the state she couldn't hold the bible or the oil or say the name of jesus she she could say the name of god um and lord with no problem it showed us that the name jesus is the name the enemy hates above all others so that's an inter interesting little thing there uh let's go further and the satanist who had been dripping blood on her steps and stuffing curses in her door and writing blood curses on her car were slowing down also not to mention the sickness attacking her body we found some cursed jewelry in the garden in her garden in a little nice box and gift wrapping when we visited that we surmised was thrown toward the front steps and missed because their access was blocked by the oil see they could only get so near the house because they had put it all in like the street outside and there's pictures of it there's literally pictures of it in the pdf i forgot to mention that sorry um that it, there's the picture here it's on page 11 of like the oil on her front walkway and then the oil on the street outside of her house even they've got like three layers of oil they couldn't even cross that line because it was like fire to them these occultists okay so i mean this is this is the kind of warfare that really we're all in whether we want to believe that or not it's just that for her it was more like overt because she was one of theirs and they wanted her back I'll bet they only wanted her back to kill her, I'm sure, and to make sure she was stopping what she was doing and giving away the devil's secrets. Devil doesn't like that. I just gave you a whole bunch of the devil's secrets in the in the part two, right from her, you know. So um, let's go further here. Um, I'm trying to find out where I left off here. So they found the jewelry in the little nice box, gift wrapping. They had thrown, they just threw it toward the front steps. And they missed because they couldn't only get near the house because it was blocked by the oil or the wall of fire that we now believe was coming from the oil. So when I could see the advantage it was giving us, I went and got a few liters of it. I prayed. I went out on the road believing that even if they drive over the oil, it would cause some pain for the enemy that was infesting them. And it may have because the satanic traffic slow, slowed down greatly. She was out. She was out the back of her house one evening having a cigarette and she heard her name being called out so she went to the fence and the two satanists that were on the other side of the fence said this to her among other things they said and this was the text that was sent to me the next day this is pete talking and the the, the x witch d said pete please stop whatever you're doing i went out for a smoke gary and carwin she knows them by their first name because she was probably their high priestess over them they promised the oppression would stop if my mate being you meaning pete backed off they weren't joking that meant in other words the 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 satanists were like crying uncle they were like listen we'll back off on our curses we'll we'll back off totally if you back off they were getting desperate because they were getting their butts kicked and um they didn't want anymore um and then 
And then he said, and I rang, and she said that they were yelling from the other side of the road. So, oh, so I guess they were having to yell this from the other side of the road because they couldn't get near the house. They couldn't cross the oil line I left around her house on the road, as it is in the picture that is posted in this PDF. I knew it was causing troubles for them, so I went out and I put a lot more oil up on the road and around my house, and I thought I'd done a good job. But the one spot where I missed making the wall... Um, okay, so I think this is her talking, yeah. So she says, I knew I was causing troubles for them. I went and put a lot more oil up on my road, around my house. I thought I'd done a good job. But the one spot where I missed making the wall, maybe marking the wall, which I never thought of, uh, was in a dream. Uh, there was There was a dream I had that night where a high priest warlock walking there, I guess, where she had forgot to put the oil. I'm trying to interpret this for you. And remember, this is how they write in Tasmania, so it's a little different, so I'm kind of trying to like convey this properly, okay? That's why it seems a little disjointed, so, so sorry about that. Anyway, I saw a high priest warlock walking right there in my dream where I hadn't put the oil near our lounge room window. So the next day, I went around the house and concentrated on that spot I missed, and I heard a voice speak and say, as I was doing this, uh, aren't you going a bit far now? end of quote, as soon as I was plugging up the gap in the oil line. I thought that that was a stupid thing to say, but I have noticed that when the enemy is desperate, then lots of foolishness comes from them. Uh, they had even taken to flying paper airplanes into her backyards in their attack, and here's one of the paper airplanes, and, what the, and she took a picture of it and opened up the paper airplane and put the picture over the paper airplane underneath the text that was written on the thing, and I, there's a picture of that in my PDF, so you can see it for yourself. I think she took a picture of the paper airplane where it landed, and the uh, on the on the uh, the verbiage, the text that was written on the inside of the paper airplane said, "Open your mouth one more time, you blankety blank blank. Then a blood oath will be on your back. Last warning. Okay, big bad occultists making their threats." So they were trying every intimidation factor they could. Okay, so then they had, you know, they had taken to flying paper airplanes in her backyard in their attack. Now, and during all of this, one day, now this is during all of this time, this is Pete talking again. One day after, I guess, one day after all this happened, that we just described above, around 40 minutes, after about 40 minutes of prayer, the anointing oil turned blood red. Pete's anointing oil that had been sitting on his CD player for years all of a sudden turned blood red. It looks like part of it turned blood red and part of it looks like normal, but the majority of it looked like it turned blood red. Okay, There's, there's, a, there's a picture of it. I got two pictures of it here in the PDF. This, this picture is on page 13. Okay, It turned blood red after I was praying with a friend um, regarding warfare and blessings for Tasmania. I had never seen this in the few years or so. It had been sitting in the same spot. You can see it in the first picture. So he had a picture of what it looked like before and after. Okay? Uh, I, this, one of the things I like about Pete is he does a lot, he documents a lot of the stuff. He's very, he's very detail-oriented in a lot of this stuff. And, and I think that's awesome. So anyway, um, this is why I'm writing this account. This, In fact... It's a big reason why I ended up writing all of this whole article is because of this kind of this miracle that happened here. 
God definitely got me interested in cleaning back the ground for him and the oil will not wash off and will remain for a long time. The oil was used to make things holy in the Old Testament. You know, well, and I'm the new too, but Exodus 40, 90, I'm sorry, 49, <laughs> chapter 40, verse nine, and thou shalt take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and, and all that is therein and shall hallow it and all the vessels thereof and it shall be holy. And there's also a reference where the spirit of the Lord was in the oil. First Samuel 16, 13. And Samuel took the horn of the oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So literally, this is kind of like where the spirit of the Lord came upon David. I mean, this is a gigantic turning point in David's life. This is like where basically, you know, from here he went and, you know, he was, he was going to be crowned king, okay? It wasn't exactly this day, but this is when the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. When? When Samuel, the high priest, took the horn of the oil and anointed David in the midst of the brethren. Okay, so again, there's another example. So now we're going back to this report from Pete. He said, then we moved to the capital city in Hobart from a small, quiet community. Now, this is in Tasmania. He moved from a small, quiet community of about 80 or 90 people and no crime and no need to even lock the doors to a city of 220,000 in population. I think this was Hobart. And it was a massive change for us. The Satanists soon knew we were there and welcomed us with cursed mail arriving. And whether they were doing the burnouts out in the front or not, it, it was like every second of the day things were happening. This is a picture from our house, from our lounge room window of a straight outside our house. The half circle closest is the is our line of oil, um, and there are others there in amongst the madness too. I took this picture yesterday, and you could see all these burnouts on this cul-de-sac like area. The, in in this picture and again this a really good picture of his street and you can see like where he also put the oil okay and so continuing on and there is a brothel in one of the units over the road so i guess there's a, like a brothel on his street i mean it looks like a nice area it's not like it's they're in a bad area but it, i guess probably there where there's just so much satanic activity it's just normal and there's a brothel in one of the units over the road continuous parties yelling screaming and a car was burnt 150 meters away or so, I guess from their house. And the blokes are walking around with cricket bats and cops raiding the places. Cricket bats, like they play cricket with those, those big thick bats, you know. So this is just like standard procedure there, you know. Um, and cops raiding the places. All this could be seen from our window. I thought it was better than TV for a while, but my wife was a little fearful. <laughs> so, so anyway, um... I had already went around the house and after the first night, the side gate was bent mysteriously. And I don't know if that meant he was, he went around her house with the oil. Uh, but after the first night, the side gate was bent mysteriously. And then I decided to experiment and I was in the perfect environment to do this. By now I had not been putting just smudges of oil, but was buying it by the liter. Now we shop for a four liter can on special. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to get it, go big. I would, if I was you, um, I need to go that route. Anyway, I went up and down the footpaths and around the court and poured it on both ends of our road 
and up and down the road and we noticed things were definitely calming down every two or three weeks i would spread more now i'm not just giving credit to the anointing oil there was a lot of prayer going out but we could see and hear the results the wheelies the screaming the parties the loud music and it just seemed to slow down dramatically now again i'm not just saying all this to you to convey to you some awesome to hear story some praise god worthy story but i'm saying this is stuff you can do too you got you got a neighborhood that you're in and and you got a lot of bad stuff or maybe a neighborhood near you or whatever well you know as the lord leads you you can do this too and this is like taking back you know your maybe your street maybe then your neighborhood and then maybe your city as the lord leads but um anyway let's go further here uh okay so i heard different i heard a differential or gearbox blow one night and a couple of culprits close by are now walking meaning they were they were probably out there wanting to do burnouts and go crazy with their car well guess what they blew a trainee they blew their transmission it sounds like and you blow your transmission that's a big ticket item and he's saying that's why he's saying they're walking now which is you know so god was shutting down this activity in other words and we met some christians nearby and asked them if if things had calmed down in the last couple of months from their perspective okay i added that part in and they said yes the burnouts have slowed and the drug dealer two doors over over from us has stopped having all night parties all the time so see we're seeing things by prayer by using this anointing oil um by doing spiritual warfare we're seeing things that are um tangible the things that are happening things that are objective burnouts all kind of thuggery all kind of you know just you know intimidating behavior brothels going on drug deals and, and now we're sort of start, all of a sudden we're starting to see all that activity start to start to go away well that's a very good sign that in the spiritual realm you're having a gigantic impact and we as christians have this power we just need to appropriate it and use it okay so let's go further here um the traffic in the middle of the night to the brothel slowed down to almost non-existent and actually today as i'm writing this the police were over there casting some woman away interesting and she wasn't happy so it sounds like maybe the last brothel worker got busted you know I, again i pray a lot for justice i loose angels of justice and righteousness and warrior angels against these types of things there there are angels specifically mentioned in the bible that have specific functions i've went over that before there, there's all kind of angels with i mean there's the spirit of adoption that is what you can pray over your unsaved friends and family members well what is that that is an angel that is specifically tasked with adopting unsaved people into the family of god it's called the spirit of adoption so there wherever whatever you see is going on there's most likely an angel that is specifically designed to counter that wicked evil activity you see a lot of wicked evil unrighteous behavior you know well i loose the angels of righteousness and justice and judgment i mean judgment true righteous judgment warrior angels against this and then bind up any and all evil entities 
that are trying to hinder those angels and or bringing curses on the land and or emanating and operating through the people. That's why I pray the way I pray when you hear me pray online. I think it's, it's just as important to bind up those things as it is to loose the good angels as, as it is to bind the evil entities causing this stuff. So let's go forward here. Um, <clears throat> so the traffic to the brothels been went to almost non-existent. Interesting. She wasn't. Okay, so the woman got arrested. She wasn't. Now remember, this is all since Pete moved in. This is the state that he found himself in when he moved there from this town of 80 or 90 people to a town of 220,000. As soon as, as soon as he moved into the, to, into this area, the occultists knew who Pete was in the spiritual realm and they started attacking him and they started harassing him. Well, what if he didn't know how to do any of this stuff? What if he didn't know how to use spiritual warfare and the anointing oil and and to pray against this stuff and to come against it and what if he didn't have the faith to believe well then he'd be mince meat he'd be mince meat but of course then again had he moved in if he was really like that the, the occultist might have not even have bothered with him because he might not have even been a threat but it doesn't mean satan still doesn't want to kill a christian just for the fact that they're christians even if they're not using any kind of spiritual warfare tactics again it's, it's another reason why the bible says put on the full armor of god we should be doing that you know daily essentially you know, among other things, obviously. Okay, so let's go for, forward here. Uh, so, okay, so we know that the prayers and the oil have had an effect on our neighborhood that could be measured by us and others who were not stuck in the cycle of worldliness. All around two or three, this all took about two to three months. Also in Hobart, the witches have covered a vast majority of the power poles and, co and communication boxes. Um, remember, communication boxes. This this might be like where the phone lines are going in and or cable or whatever. Well, those boxes, if they're cursed or hexed, if you have those cables running into your house, well, do you think it might affect your internet? You think it might affect your TV? You think it might affect your phones? Yeah, it will. That's why it's very important to go out there and take that back. Because you you literally could be having all this stuff come in your house and you not even be aware of it, or even fighting it whatsoever because you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now it's showing a whole bunch of these power poles. This these are other ones of these hexes on them, and these power boxes with hexes on them. Um, so the vast majority of these power poles and communication boxes and signs and and in parks and in all sorts of places have these hexes. Here are three examples on power poles. They do it to cause accidents, sickness, disease, torments, death, destruction, and concentrate in an area where the spirits are assigned to that area. So we are now armed with a weapon to administer the anointing oil. The weapon we used in the battle with the demons who got lively in deliverance and sometimes to shoot them in the mouth with the blood of Jesus with the squirt gun and the fire of the Holy Ghost with their mouths we're running a little bit too much meaning okay the, the demons are cursing and they're doing this and they're manifesting in deliverance well you just squirt them in the mouth with a squirt gun with the holy with the holy anointing oil in it what's wrong with that you know you don't want to try to put it on their mouth they'll probably try to bite you but you can squirt it at them yep so now he shows a little squirt gun that they use 
It is good also for open places and it is very discreet. I mean, you can get these little ones. I ordered, my word, I probably got 16 of them downstairs. I ordered like packs of them. Couldn't find them anywhere now because I didn't realize in winter they don't sell squirt guns in most of the stores. I had to get mine online on like eBay. I ordered, I ordered a few different kinds. I ordered one that was like a one that you like pump them in like a super soaker that would squirt like 30 meters. Now, I don't know of oil in it because see, water is a lot less viscous, obviously. I don't know how long it'll squirt oil. I hope it works. I haven't tried it out yet. But, um, and then I've got a whole bunch of little squirt guns that are super discreet that you could take out with you and then you could put this oil out and not even, it, it wouldn't even be noticed. I'll get into more what I'm doing a little bit later. Um, but these are these are discreet. One quick squirt on the hexes would nullify them totally, we believe, no doubt. You know, you do it in faith. And I, I ideally the, the olive oil is is at least prayed over, if not bathed in the word of God and or bathed in the word of God, like in front of some player, whether it's a CD MP3 player playing the word of God. And I think the longer it plays in front of it, the better. Okay. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of starting to get I've got at least one more part to do on this where I kind of wrap this all up. So prayer first, stand in the gap and repent. Now my comment is also you can remit the sins over the land, grant redemption over the land. See the document at the end of this PDF for a full document on this. And he gets into that. But again, I'm going to post that document that I used the other day when I went out to this particular mountain that we went and prayed over. Anyway, so... He said, pray, for, pray first, stand in the gap, repent, um, use the blood of Jesus Christ, remittance of sins, breaking the curses, pray fire into the oil, and go and administer it. No need to make a big thing of it. And he shows a little picture of this little squirt gun he uses. Um, the ex-witch told me when they were in the astral form, meaning when they were astral projecting out of their body, okay, that they could see the areas in the streets they had cursed as rivers of darkness. So it is time to light up the darkness. You can do this also. You can make a difference, especially in your own area. I just went the other night and I, I had some of the oil. And I, I got a lot more to do. But there's this truck stop near us at this exit near where I'm at. And um, I went and I, I made a ring around the whole truck stop. Because you know all kind of bad stuff is most likely going on at those truck stops. They have those women that are prostitutes. There's probably a lot of child sex trafficking and stuff like that. And um, I put I put out a whole bunch of the oil all the way. I didn't do it around the whole perimeter because there's too many trucks parked in the perimeter. But I got a lot put out there. I got way more to do. It's just a matter of, you know, setting that time aside. And I really felt like I wanted to get this teaching out so that my listeners would be made aware of this so that they could start this if they feel so led because i think this could make a huge difference um but he says you can make a difference especially in your own area second chronicles seven fourteen. if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will i hear from heaven and i will forgive their sin and heal their land and then he says, in the larger areas of the high places, we would just tip it out of drink bottles slowly as we wandered around as tourists. The enemy had shed their blood and cursed the grounds, and we were taking back the land and believing this. Now, yeah, that's a, that's a really good, discreet way to do it. You could put it in like a drink bottle. 
ideally a drink bottle that maybe has some kind of stopper on it so it just doesn't flow out like you you're not going to get very far if you if you have like an open top on a drink bottle you know, in other words you'll dump all the oil out real quick some type of um stopper at the top so it's just coming out a little bit he pete pete mentioned to me that he can he even uses it like a decoy like he'll put it in a drink bottle and, and act like he's taking a sip and then he'll put a little bit out now what i did the other day and um when we were going up this mountain that i talked about is i got the idea in my head that why don't i go get some of these like these ketchup bottles that you know like the dispenser these they're squeeze bottles okay and i i found a few at big lots that i went into the problem was is it didn't have caps on them and i used those but it was almost like a temporary thing where I, we were going up the mountain putting this oil out but you couldn't cap it so like if you were walking and and you know the oil could like go out the top if you know it was it, it's it's a real messy way to do it i had to make something work though for the trip i did i couldn't find any squirt guns because the squirt guns were i had to order them i tried to look like the night before i went to this mountain and i couldn't find them because there were none because they only sell them like during the spring and summer so i put them in these squeeze bottles but they didn't have caps on them so it was kind of a messy affair by the end of the day i had oil like kind of on me and on my pants and no big deal it's, it's all good it's just that um, what I did is I went up on eBay and not only did I order a whole bunch of squirt guns. Now the super soaker one, the one that has like the pump on it, I'm hoping what you can do is like our water tower, like, like near where I'm at. Um, it's got a big fence around it. Well, I can't get near the thing. I'd like to actually hit the base of it with this oil. Well, I can't do it. Well, yeah, but what if, I, what if I have one of these super soakers that you can kind of like put pressure in and then do it because then it'll go out you know maybe maybe 20 meters or whatever and then you can reach stuff you wouldn't normally be able to reach you can use those in your attics too my my attic is you know it's very very hard past a certain point to get around my attic to anoint it well this could be a way to do that areas you can get to whereas a little squirt gun you're only gonna have a very limited range but it is way more discreet so I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm just kind of giving you ideas. I haven't even implemented a lot of this yet anyway. Um, but, all right, let's go forward. So I'm kind of trying to add to what Pete's already saying here about ways that you can do this and be discreet and, you know. Um, obviously, also think about that if you're putting it down someplace, you want to put it down where people aren't going to slip on it, obviously, too. You know, like like on um you know certain areas where you get a high level of traffic where somebody could slip some places have a high level of traffic they're not going to slip and not only that it's yes it's going to absorb in a lot of the times especially if it's asphalt but if it's concrete and it's smooth concrete and you just you know just be cognizant of that just you don't want you don't want to cause an accident either and i'm not saying god can't protect them but just just you know you know you use your head when you're putting it out um uh let's see here the enemy had shed their blood and cursed the grounds we were taking back the land and believing this joshua 14 9 said and moses swear on that day saying surely the land whereupon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever because thou hast wholly followed the lord thy god okay so that's another thing you know you basically you're claiming back the land for god what i say what i said a lot when we went out the other day 
is the Bible verse, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. So I would proclaim that over the land. Not only was I you know, trying to break curses and pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over the land, but I would also proclaim over the land, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. So I'm saying that back to the devils, you know, this is not yours. God created all of this. And, um, you know, we're taking back this land for God. Uh, he went on to say the oil would not be washed away easily. I can still see it on the road where we have put it out around the city months later. Months later. Do it on a warm, dry day and it sticks. And any other places are like to that you want to put the oil are like reservoirs okay so the water the parks the schools the accident spots on roads that's a big one big one um entrances to shopping centers underground parking lots water supplies water towers new age and porno shops that's another big one and a lot of these you would want to try to do it at night when you're when you're low-key and you're discreet you know what i mean most likely hotels wherever the enemy has gained ground and has a stronghold i believe that every time a de demonized person walks or drives on it or over the oil the demons within will know and we pray that they will be hit hard by it and believe that they are we heard that the satanists here are cursing the source of the rivers also and they believe that the blood they shed to pollute them goes down the river and even curses the land through irrigations and not to mention the people drinking it Man, and also communication towers are cursed to affect what passes through the internet and the phones. These people are highly organized and serious. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give my account real quick now of what happened to us the other day because of what he just said there about cursing the sources of the rivers. So I've already said a little bit about what my listener and I did. I'm not going to give the location because I want to be, you know, discreet about this. I don't want to give away... Um, too much about my whereabouts my location and these types of things because i know that you know cultists and satanists monitor this and they've been trying to kill me for many years and these types of things uh, but i also want to give an account of what what we just did and i got really convicted after reading pete's thing about getting this oil going and i already had some oil that had been sitting on my cd player i put some other things in it like uh frankincense and myrrh and um other biblical essential oils on top of the olive oil that was already in it and it had been on i don't know probably about a year sitting on my cd player so i what Peter told me is that you can take your source oil and use that to treat other oil like i had i don't know i bought like a couple i don't know maybe another liter of olive oil and I put a little bit of my source oil that had been sitting on, on my CD player into like the liter bottle. And then I took that and I put that into like four different of these, um, these uh, ketchup bottle containers. Yeah, I think I, I, no, I had two of them. I had two of the ketchup bottle ones. And then um, I had the source oil with us and... I think that's about all we had okay and so we drove to our location it's in the mountains and um that's all i'm really gonna say it's just it's in the mountains and this area is very 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 high level occult activity i've been hearing about it for years um 
I've heard uh, from multiple different first-hand accounts of people that first heard about through my daughter, Taylor, because she had friends that were in this area that knew very, very much about this particular place and that there had been seen whole covens of, like, black-robed witches up on the mountain and people had seen humans shapeshift into, like, werewolf-like creatures and chase them away and all kind of just really 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 high level luciferian activity so greg and i drove there and uh my, my listener greg who, who comes on me on a lot of these trips and um i don't know uh, it was a little over a couple hours to get there from our location and uh we got there and we got to this trailhead and it was very very hard to find this place even though it was on the outskirts of the city, it was very, very hard to find and probably on purpose. We got there and as soon as we got there, a, a, like a really new age lady pulled up with her dog and she was going to go on a hike. And, and we, we got there and I evidently, I w- was going through all these prayers, these prayers that I'm going to give post at the end of this teaching. Okay. We got there and all these prayers we were going through, Greg and I. And what ended up happening is, is evidently a cop pulled up right behind us and was like, I don't know if he's running our tag or what, I don't know. But I didn't even know he was there until Greg said, when I was done, he said, yeah, do you know there was a cop sitting behind us for like a long, long time? I'm like, really? And see, the cops at these really, and this is a very corrupt town too, because you you have to have everybody on board. You know, they're, they're looking at, I mean, this is, this place is totally off the beaten path wasn't like there was any suspicious activity all of a sudden we got this cop behind us doing all this activity and checking us out so we get out and we're getting ready to go in and i look over and there's this guy another guy pulls up two different guys in this like this white car and they're just staring at us like daggers coming out of their eyes and part of me wanted to go over and just like say yeah we're here but part of me is like no that's stupid you don't want to like give it away what you're doing here you know and we had prayed psalm 64 and we done all these preparatory prayers and a lot of prayers about being invisible to the enemy and a lot of you know a lot about remitting the the sins over the land and taking this land back for god and and so they glared at us for i don't know how long and then they just drove away and i put this anointing oil around the truck i'm giving you the real abbreviated version Put the olive oil around the truck, or the the anointing oil that we had made that had been treated with the source oil, anointed at the corners of the truck, and um, we started up this trail. And, man, oh, I didn't know when I read the account of this trail that how bad it was going to be. I thought we might have been able to drive some of it. Well, put it this way. It was three and a half miles straight up to get to the top, to get to the high place. And I hadn't really done any real cardio, like, since, like, before Thanksgiving. I had worked out a lot in the gym, but I hadn't done any real cardio. I was not really prepared. I had my hiking boots. I had some neoprene knee sleeves on, which are good for support. And I only had one walking pole. Oh, man. All I'm telling you is that this was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. 
We got there around 11, and we started up, and I was putting out the oil, like lines of it, the whole way up, remitting the sins, claiming the land back for God, praying over the place, breaking off any curses on the land, and there was all of these different headwaters, all these different streams coming down toward us. They dumped into this one main stream, but a lot of them were the streams that you know the occultists would have tried to defile and pollute, and all this would go into the main water supply. In fact, the one lady, my one, uh, one of my main listeners, in um, uh, she lives in that area. She told me that she was so. Well, I was treating every single stream coming off that mountain with this oil, okay and pleading the blood of jesus christ and praying you bless the water and heal the land and bless the the one thing cool about treating the water is you're not just treating the water there you're treating it all downstream you're literally affecting huge swaths of of water from a spiritual standpoint whereas if you just put oil out on the land it's just kind of stay it's going to kind of stay there and that's important but i i kind of felt like we were accomplishing two different things and that's why when i read you where it said, we heard that the Satanists here are cursing the sources of water also, and that they believe that the blood they shed to pollute them goes down the river and even curses the land through irrigations, and not to mention the people drinking it. Well, I was trying to do the exact opposite. So I don't know how many different little streams I was able to treat with the oil. I mean, it was awesome. I felt probably better about that than I almost did what we were doing on the mountain. I don't know. I mean, that's just my feeling. But this was an extremely hard dangerous hike this is an advanced level hike okay i'm like 240 trying to get up this thing now i'm not like it's not like i got some big gut or whatever i've i but i've been weight training since i've been like 13 and, and I'm, I'm not saying it to brag but it's like i'm a big kind of uh, i don't know kind of a muscular dude i'm not saying i couldn't lose any fat i could no no doubt but I hadn't done any cardio, any hiking since like before Thanksgiving. So it's like an absolute, I'm looking at this and I'm like, there's no way I'm getting to the top. I can't physically do it. I mean, it's three and a half miles straight up. It's really, really hard level hiking. It's all loose rock. A lot of it's wet because of the streams. And we only had this as our one day and we, we we did this right before yule because i wanted to do this before yule december 21st because i knew that they probably had stuff planned and we only had this one day opportunity it was going to start raining the next day we only had this very narrow window so i think we started around 11. oh my word it was the hardest i thought i was going to die <laughs> it was like it was so hard and we we're going up the mountain and i was redlining and redlining and we'd have to stop and catch our breath and go further and it was just like you know it's like how do you climb a mountain one step at a time and we got up to like where it was the final push but it was still like another mile and uh, 1.4 miles to the top and I'm like, Greg, man, I don't know if I can do it, man. I'm, I'm like, I am so gassed already. I'm not used to this. You're, you use muscles when you're going up and down a mountain that you normally don't ever use. And I was just so fried. And Greg's like, no, man, we got to do it. We can do it. We can do it. Yeah. And, and he was, he kept me going, praise God. And we kept going. And there, all these trees were down over the, I mean, totally, uh, 
where you had to like crawl either under, over, or around the tree. I mean, there was no attempt to like clear the path up to this thing. And um, we uh, we we passed the one lady that had the dog on the way down. She had got to the top and already started back down. And um, so I was I was thankful she was all right because I really you know you have to understand right before they they have their high satanic holidays they're looking for sacrifice victims and this would be a perfect place to get abducted so you know that by itself was a very dangerous thing that mountain was very dangerous it was extremely hard advanced hiking all the rocks were loose i only i had one hiking pole i really needed two um greg had just one walking stick but we finally got up to the top and we got up there and um i put out a whole bunch of oil and it was very dangerous at the top too because you could i mean if you were in the wrong spot you could fall off and you know you're falling you know i don't know a thousand feet down or something and i kind of gave the the bottle to greg of the um remaining anointing oil we had because by that time we about used it all up and um he went way out onto the edge where and he anointed it there and he was he was screaming praise the lord jesus christ and you know he was going crazy and i'm i'm there about half exhausted and and we we were both praying though and um we were um you know taking back the land we were taking back this high place and i mean this high place literally overlooked these cities i mean it was breathtaking the view i had no idea we were even going to get have this kind of panoramic view and no wonder this particular mountain was such an emphasis for these occultists because it's the perfect place to curse the whole city and to do human sacrifice or whatever kind of sacrifice it's very isolated i mean literally we only passed one person that one lady the whole day it's advanced level hiking and it's dangerous it's all loose rock it's just horrible well so we did that and i said i said man greg we better get going i said like sun's going down super and we're literally approaching the shortest day of the year the sun's going down where we're at like you know i don't even know like near five o'clock or something i don't know and so we start going down and now you you're using a whole different set of muscles okay so that's a whole other thing so now you're exhausting you're already fried you're already exhausted and now you're tra- having to use a whole bunch of, and i'm just jamming this walking stick in front of me i've extended it as far as again i'm jamming it because it's so steep and it's all loose rock going down that you're just you're trying to stop yourself from like you know whatever so i'm like oh my word i mean i think going down was even harder because i was already exhausted and but we got down quicker obviously and man i thought i I started gassing out (laughs) we were going down i hadn't eaten anything at all and thank god we had a little bit of food i got some a little bit of food in in um both of us and and we had we were just about out of water too we we i brought some big water bottles but those were about all gone greg had already drank all his and i just had a little bit on mine and then it was starting to really get toward dusk and i mean my legs were so my legs and hips were so fried it was just insane i mean it was a very very risky dangerous from so many levels what we did and it was like i can remember though we went by and we 
we, we passed this one couple and um, that was the only other one we passed but they weren't really going up the mountain they were that was like near the near the start and um breathtaking views breathtaking park but um we got down and then i can remember greg saying i can see your truck i'm like oh praise the lord jesus christ and there was this gigantic tree down and um before we weren't it, it was one of the entrances that was closed off because this tree had went down i thought we were going out like the wrong entrance and i thought and there was a truck down there and i'm thinking oh man if that's a cop i'm just whatever they can just arrest me i said i'm so exhausted now whatever and we got down there and it turned out i think it was the, the people that were up there um that we passed it was their truck or whatever and we got in the, my truck and nothing had happened to it and we drove away and that's how god i believe can protect you because i know that place is bad news my one listener said that that whole area is a gigantic hotbed that whole town for new agers ex-black ops military occultists just a horrible she said she went to that um if i'm recalling what she told me she said she went to that park one time or this mountain and started to hike it and she said she got so creeped out that she had to turn around she couldn't even walk into it it's so it's that bad and um 3.5 miles to get to the top and then another 3.5 miles down the fact that i was able to do that was an absolute miracle from god so um anyway i wanted to just throw that in so uh let's see that's the kind of stuff i love doing though i mean that's really where to me it's you know i don't know i i just feel awesome when, when i'm able to do something like that so um i'm not telling all my listeners yeah just go jump into something like that but if you're called and you fast and you pray we both fasted before we did this we both prayed a lot about it i had the anointing oil we did a lot of prayers before we went in and um i felt like from that standpoint we had tried to cover a lot of the different bases so then this says, uh, but if God can do this for us, this is back to the Pete's article. He says, um, Ephesians 3.20, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And he says, and now there are some others who have the oil, who have put the oil out in their areas and are hearing the de demons trying to put them off and discouraging them to do so. At one high place we traveled to that was at the other end of the state, I could hear them telling me, you shouldn't be doing this even as we were still in the car driving. Who do you think you are? I mean, these demons will try to whisper in your ear is what he's saying. But when the oil was being sprinkled over the area, I heard them screaming and saying, you're out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> it's like the demons are crying foul, you know. I when we Before, when we, me and Greg went up there, we prayed that if God wanted to, he'd open our eyes to the spirit realm and see what we were dealing with. Or if something wants to manifest, like one of these cryptozoological creatures, go ahead, bring it on you know we didn't have any i didn't have any weapons other than the sword of the spirit the word of god you know i think i had a little knife or like a little just a practical hiking knife around my neck nothing that you could beat any kind of whatever with i didn't have a gun with me or anything like that i didn't have any of that but that's all that's the whole part of, of having faith i mean we could have been a you know you could have had a group of 20 uh luciferians and black robes jump out and the only thing we we're going to have to rely on is the word of god that's it we didn't have guns or anything like that 
The only thing we had to rely on is God. That's it. But I think that God will honor that. And I think that, you know, that's why him and I have been out on a lot of these different expeditions and we've had favor and these because we're 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 just totally relying on God to get the job done. And um but yeah, this demon told me he said you're out of your jurisdiction. And he, Pete said, that is a word I've never used in my life. So I laughed and soldiered on it. Meaning, because he had this thought coming to his head, and it said, a, and it used a word that Pete had never even used in his life. He knew it was from the devil. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't, it wasn't from God, obviously. And this is the work God has led us into. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk therein. I believe we can make things extremely hard for the enemy to operate. And if every church in every place, big or small, um, it doesn't take too many, would go and take back the high places and the strongholds, even in our own towns, then it would become a quicker work. One small squirt of the anointing oil at a cursed object may cause a big drama for the devil in the second heaven. Do you believe this? I do. Now, an update to this, he sent me... Two days after writing this, we found this on signs 50 meters down our road at an intersection near the bus stop. The Satanists must be trying to claim back their territory. The, satan the satanic cursed blood then, what they're, what they're doing is they're taking satanic cursed blood and then they're throwing it on street signs, on the back of street signs or the front, and then they're spraying over the blood with clear enamel paint so it doesn't wash off. But with a bit of elbow grease, we were able to remove it. Now, I'll tell you what would probably work real quick is that um, goof off. It's called goof off, G-O-O-F off. I'm not lying. It's really a product. Name that. And that stuff will take off about anything. So just so you know, if you want something that would take off something like that real quick, goof off. And you can buy it in the spray can and spray it. Just let it sit on there for, I don't know, 30 seconds or a minute. Most likely, you're going to take off whatever's on there. Um, there was no kick in this curse at all. We removed it with elbow grease. It was powerless, but it looked bad. No drama. I asked another neighbor if things had quieted down, and he said, he said without having to think very long, yes, they have. Praise the Lord. Um, great testimony. The demons hate it. Thanks for sharing. I'm sure there'll be um, more to share with you. And then... Um, Another one he sent, and I got to end this because I'm so far over time on this part. He said, we did the steps of, it's called Mona Ferry Service. I guess it's probably there in Hobart. It's some ferry they've got there to the museum. And I guess they put the anointing oil out. And a lot of the waterfront that they frequent. Mona is now losing money. They ordered this ferry, and they he sent me a picture of this ferry. And I didn't even realize it until he, he said... Um, there's naked women in camo colors on the ferry. And I had to look at the ferry close to see, yeah, there's, it's like, like naked images of women on the ferry, but it's like in this camo pattern. So you don't even notice unless you're kind of looking for it. But again, it's a way of, you know, having this cursed thing out there. And, um, evidently they anointed that whole area. And now that whole, that whole Mona ferry thing and museum is losing money. So this is another place you can shut these places down economically. You know, you got like a porno shop or, or these places that sell all these women's, you know, 
lingerie and all that stuff and you know you can go do that i plan on making a lot of different trips but i just you know it's finding the time to do it but again be discreet be led of the lord i would fast before you do it make sure you're you know you're being led of god uh so we just keep plugging away i pray that god will encourage you and others um to be praying over the enemy strongholds thanks for helping people to join the fight scott i'm excited god bless you pete all right so that's all i have for part oh boy i guess we're in part three and we will go to part four next which should be the final part